have a lot of good stuff on the website. And before we get into today's episode, which is a twofer, a double doc documentary feature episode, uh, I just want to say, give a shout out to the website live on the site right now is uh, new reviews for Nicolas Cage, the year of Cage, which I started last year, which I'm continuing on. That post is live at the movie review show.blogspot.com. Check that out. Uh, also, I started a new series going through the filmography of David Cronenberg. I'm calling it Cronenberg. Uh, Kron- 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 chronological. It's a different spelling of, of that. Get it? It's like a town of chronological Cronenberg. Uh, going through all 21 of his movies chronologically. Uh, the first installment of that, a very weird short film, a 60 minute movie from 1969. That's episode 324. The uh, I'm sorry, no, that's 323. Get your shit together, man. Uh, this is 320. Yeah, 324 is the Nicolas Cage, Amos and Andy review. Also, the Kid Detective 2020 film. The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, a true random pick. A couple of films from the last few years, Flower. That's, they're all up at the site. The site is live. Please go check out the site. I know we, this comes out as a podcast on uh, Bandcamp, so it's not really it's it's not real a real podcast. It doesn't come on anyone's feed per se. And uh, so I just wanted to make sure people know that this that, the, that this, there's a website. And the website is, is is getting there where it needs to be. It's getting there. It's uh, a long way from being finished. There's a lot of archives that I still need to uh, enter the posts in and, and uh, the, the audio reviews and, and write some old kind of uh, st- archival reviews. So listen, it's not, it's not t- quite there, but I do want to uh, say there are a lot of good stuff there. And it's all live as of today. So please do check it out. Um, we are going to going to get into... Uh, uh, the double feature in a moment. Uh, I think that's it, though. Yeah, I, one other thing I want to talk about is I was supposed to be doing this character um, where I was like playing some guy who was at the Capitol building. It was like a QAnon guy. I got to get back into doing that as part of the get. I was part of the shtick here uh, with episode three hundred. That was a whole big thing. And then I, I realized lately I have not been doing that character. So. Apologize to all the people out there who loved that character. I'm sure that would there you there's plenty of you out there. And uh I love you and and uh I see you, I hear you, and um please uh, um know that uh I, I will be you that character will be making appearances and it, it, I'm, I'm not saying it's a character, it's me, of course. It's definitely it's me, Jeff. I'm that person, I am that same person. Uh I will um he would be returning. I want to make sure he returns at moments where it, it fits the tenor of the review. Uh, whereas, like these these two films today, I do have a couple things. You know, I don't have a ton of thoughts on them, but I do feel like uh, I have some thoughts, and I'd like to share them if I may be so inclined, and I will do so right after this. Okay, this is a uh, film here. 
The first one up, I'm going to mess up this guy's name, Ryuchi Sakamoto, Sakamoto uh, who is a musician who, I'll be honest with you, I don't have a ton of um, pre-existing knowledge going in. Uh, this is a 20... This is 2017 everywhere, but I don't. I can't find anywhere where it's where. Where did, I don't know when it came out in 2017. I guess oh, Venice Film Festival. So I guess it did come out in 2017. One of those. It's more like a 2018 movie, but whatever. It came out in the fall 2017. Doesn't really matter. Documentary on the musician Ryuchi Sakamoto, and it's uh, very good. I I knew knew very little about him. He's in a band called Yellow Magic Orchestra in the 80s. And to describe them is, uh, man, how, how, how would one describe them? They are a prog, almost like a prog or pop. They're like an art pop, electro, electronic, electric, early electro. Um, very unique and very kind of very singular sound. Uh, the, almost like a, a, pro, a poppy prog, uh, but a very instrumental based. Um, a lot of like loopy sounds and and just all over the place. Uh, you know, I guess in you know we're influenced probably by Kraftwerk, or you know, God, they started in the late seventies, so they're probably kind of contemporaries with them. A unique band, a band that I still I've I liked and I've listened to, but I have not. I don't go super deep with them, and I, I would like to get more into them. I go through their discography, um, and so that that's really the uh, the the thing that tipped me off to this documentary. He also does a lot of film scores, in addition to his own kind of sing, uh, solo compose composing. He's sort of a avant garde. Uh, ambient uh, musician as well, but he's done a lot of film scores and um, started work in uh, the mid 80s. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, which is a movie. A lot of the movies I have not seen. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence is a movie that stars uh, David Bowie. And, uh, they showed the clips from this in the documentary and looks really interesting. And something I want to check out for sure. But he also went on to score The Last Emperor. Um, he's worked on a, a, several of uh, Pedro Al Almodovar's uh, films, and um, he worked on the uh, the Revenant. He scored the Revenant. A couple of uh, in your in your again these names. Uh, I'm so stupid. I can't. You know Alejandro in your uh, He did a couple of him. Babel Babel. <laughs> Jesus. Can I say a word today, please? Can I just say one word? That's all I want. I don't. Um, but anyway, the documentary is uh, really, I found it really inspiring. It's like an interesting look at a really, really fascinating guy and a really a true artist. And I, I, I'll, and even if I'm not, like in this case, I'm not that familiar with um, his work. It doesn't really matter. I, it's, I found the, the, I found the movie tremendous and, uh, the Japanese production too. So it, even though I think he's lived in New York for many years, or at least he has in the past, um, he was in New York for 9/11. He was actually in Manhattan, and uh, that, that's that's a segment in the film. The film's kind of bookended by the uh, tsunami disaster in Japan. Um, what was that? 2014. 
which is around the same time I think he was diagnosed with throat cancer. And so it, those kind of like disasters, personal and then also on just a national level, his homeland uh, are the bookends. And then the, the landmark events of the of the story in the middle are basically told through his work and his being inspired by, you know, human atrocities such as uh, the bombings of uh, Hiroshima and um, obviously, obviously 9-11 and just what the ca- the capacity that humans can be so cruel and just uh, vicious and deadly towards one another is a huge, uh, you know, uh, made a huge mark on his life and it was a huge... Um, uh, inspiration for him to kind of make art and he's now an activist who is uh working towards uh anti-nuclear power plants in the wake of the um the tsunami disasters in japan the hamako nuclear power plant i guess is the one uh that got blown up and caused a lot of damage and just uh yeah that's a, that's a story that's another story i don't know i don't know a whole lot about it and they don't they don't really go. They don't really go crazy with details on the tsunami itself, and and uh, it's more just the wake of it and just his kind of his personal interaction with it. And he, he finds a grand piano that got washed up in the wreckage of the tsunami that he kind of resurrects and ends up recording some stuff on. But it's a fascinating, fascinating film and a life and a story. And again, so it's told. It's a Japanese film, so it's all it's it's told from that kind of Western perspective, which is, you know, the 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 wide uh, majority of films that I see in general are are American Eastern films, or sorry, Western films. It doesn't. It, I was saying this one does not have that Western feel. It it, it definitely kind of has a different flow. Uh, and I'm I'm assuming that's just the cultural difference. It it was very it it took its time. It didn't didn't follow like too much of a stock kind of like uh, recipe for the for these documentaries. Um, you know, it's not there's not a lot of talking. There's no there's no talking heads really. It sort of just uses our archival footage and then you know footage from the last few years. But for instance, they 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 have the intro before they kind of get into it and you think they're going to go right back into like the past, but then it doesn't, it kind of stays in the, in the, in the moment for a little bit longer. And then, then they eventually do get to the, you know, his work in yellow magic orchestra in the eighties and, and they kind of lead up to there, but it's done very, very natural. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like it's following like a um, to do list, which I feel like sometimes you, you, you see in a lot of documentaries about musicians and artists. Uh, but yeah, I give it a nine. I think it was really good. And, uh, I highly recommend it. It's called Coda. Ryuichi Sakamoto Coda. Is, uh, here's directed and get to the right page here eventually. Well, I'll give the director a shout out. He did a great job. Steven Nomoro Scheibel. All right. So that's uh, who directed it. And. Um, Yes, check it out. Coda. Yes, in the back. Hey, Fran, uh, I actually never heard of you before. That's really a good way to break the ice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Fran Lebowitz. People frequently are infuriated by me because I'm filled with opinions. 
live in New York. There are millions of people, and the only person looking where she's going is me. I should write a manifesto, the title of which would be Pretend It's a City. It would take one subway ride for the Dalai Lama to turn into a lunatic, <laughs> raging person. I'm the only person who's lived in New York as long as I have who has never made a correct real estate decision. <laughs> Do people buy books here? At this kiosk, no. Do you think it's fair to bring a book into Times Square? It's not fair to the books. People want to challenge themselves. I find real life challenging enough. Does complaining change anything? Not so far. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm a young woman. <laughs> okay, here we are with the second half of this episode episode 325 of jeff's the movie review show with me your host jeff we are uh looking at the docuseries pretend it's the city now this is the martin scorsese netflix joint jam what have you and you're saying to yourself why is this guy reviewing a tv show a streaming tv show on his movie review show thing and I'll say to yourself, I'll, I'll say to you, I myself will say to you, A, I can do whatever I want, so don't question my, me again, or you're, you're on, you're, I'm putting you on notice. And I like to differentiate, let's, you know, let, let's be honest, as, 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 a, as another subject of a, of a documentary uh, that Mr. Marty Scorsese has done, Bob Dylan, uh, the times they are changing. Okay, folks? And uh, I do believe that as we see content more and more kind of morph into these different, uh, you know, not just the platforms, but just the actual uh, the actual thing itself, um, I think we are going to have to start questioning ourselves to ourselves what is a movie and what is a, what is a, what does a movie mean to you more maybe is that the, the what i'm trying to get at. what does a, what does a movie mean to you and yes i did, i watched this i didn't watch this all in one sitting i watched this over multiple nights and uh just finished it up last night it's a seven parter and i think the parts are all about a half an hour long so what is that that comes out to like you know uh, roughly a, a three and a half hour cut to put this all together and and i was thinking the same thing recently i watched a um another netflix uh docu-series can't get enough of these docu-series um uh the night stalker the serial killer docu-series and that even more so was um i think it was that was four parts and they were all like 45 minutes or so and i was thinking to myself that one maybe they're a little longer but a little editing you tighten that up you got yourself a two and a half hour kind of yes kind of a long movie but it essentially what you're what you're watching is a movie it's movie quality uh it could have been it could have taken us down to a two-hour documentary if you had to get you had to do it if you if you had the if, if the if if the if something had changed, like if some thread that we're on now and humanity and culture had changed and we didn't have these, all of these things in our life, I think impact this, but um, where we are now, I think a lot of these things do end up just becoming movies. So I think we have to open our hearts and our heads 
to uh, what we consider a movie and what we're willing to kind of um, assess uh, alongside movies. Because I feel like, especially if you think about someone like Martin Martin Scorsese, you know his body of work. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you include this on the filmography when you're talking about this? You, I think you would have to include. He's done now. He's done a few documentaries now, and um, I think he's he's pretty good at making documentaries. Because I'm uh, not the biggest uh, Marty fan. I call him Marty. He's actually done. Let's, let's see this. Let's try and figure this out. Excuse me. I'm very uh, got agita tonight. All right, so on his filmography, they they don't they don't list the um. Wait, hold on a second. Oh, he's okay. Wow, it's twenty five feature length films and sixteen full length documentary films, which is holy moly! I didn't realize it was that uh that many. I knew he had done several documentaries dating back to early in his career. But they don't list them here. Hold on, where the hell do they list the documentaries? You have to go to uh... what the what? I'm sorry, I'm all over the place now. I thought I just saw the link. Oh, here it is. Okay. All right. Um, documentaries. So you go back to. I mean, obviously, there's some famous ones on here. And some of these are like getting. I've been kind of um, like Italian American, 1974. That one. It was. It's a short film, right? It's 49 minutes. Yeah. Like his parents. That one just got I, that that one's come out again. I think recently or got or got like a Criterion did a thing where they had uh, the Safdie brothers talking about that one. But the, you know the famous ones are the No Direction Home, which was two thousand five, and that was a, that was also a, a, kind of an early docu series. Really, I mean it was two hundred five minute, two hundred eight minutes long. I think it was it debuted on PBS in like segments. Or a couple nights at least, maybe two parts. So he's been working in this format before. It was really a format, essentially. He was kind of, he's kind of, um, you know, it is actually his second thing he's done with um, Fran Lebowitz. He did a, a movie called Public Speaking in 2010, and that was uh, 82 minutes long. So that was that was more of a standard film. Anyway, I feel like it it it's uh, it, it fits. In with his filmography, I mean, he's got a big filmography. He's got he's done. He's guys working all the time. I mean, even even this movie or this docu series kind of came out of the blue. And um, yeah, it's funny, it's funny. I'm looking down here. Okay, so they did. They don't list this as as one of his movies. They actually put this in the television segment. So you can't win. You can't win them all. I don't know. I don't see the difference between like this and something like like No Direction Home. I mean. That's actually more of a standard documentary. This is more of a. I, this is. It almost feels like an idea for like a YouTube thing that they branched out on, and because he's Martin Scorsese, they can they could put it on Netflix, and they had a budget to to get a lot of uh, probably clear some rights for uh, some of the footage they use, and you know, use nice cameras and whatnot. It's very well done. It's very. I I, I liked it. I, I started it because I was like, you know what? I don't really know who Friendly Woods is. To, so I gotta you know admit that right off the bat here. So I was like more more or less curious about the subject as I was about watching the new Martin Scorsese thing. It was more me being like, well, who is this lady? Because I've heard the name, but she's just not a not someone on my radar. And I, I you know, I 
when when when, the, when I started watching it, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I don't, I didn't know who this was. I I just knew the name. It was kind of just a name that I'd heard of. And uh, here's the thing: she's a delight. It's a delightful, uh, it's a delightful kind of portrait of this crab apple, who's this, you know, been living in the New York New York since the '70s, and um, seen it all, seen the city change, has a lot of opinions on it. And I think uh, I, I tried to frame um, on the written review uh, portion of this review my feelings about her, her opinions, which I don't really, you know, I don't think that there's a lot to get into as far as dissecting her opinions. It's kind of like a zero sum game. I feel like, uh, they, they is what they is, but it's more about her convictions behind them, which are really interesting. And so even if you, even if you like totally disagree with her on some points, I think she, her belief in them is something that's like fascinating. Uh, I can't I can't say I have any opinion in my life that I believe in with even like one ounce of one percent of the energy that she has in all of her opinions. Um, so you almost you almost hear her talk about like something like hating sports and it's like I'm I and I'm and I love sports but I'm sitting there watching that being like nodding like I get it yeah maybe sports are bad. I found myself doing that a bunch. But then there's some stuff that I just also just totally agreed with her with, and but she's just in a, you know, she's a classic kind of character. You know, she's 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 made to be in a movie like this, or multiple movies like this, or docu series like this. It's sort of her calling in life was to was to get to this point to do this, and I know she talks about the books, and she's she's an author. She has although she hasn't written a book or published a book in a long time. She did publish a few books, I guess. In those, I don't really know. Again, I don't know much about her. I still don't. I didn't look up anything before this. Kind of just, kind of just liking knowing her from that movie, and then leaving it at that, and just being like, well, I don't, I don't need anything else from her. I don't need to go buy her books now. I mean, this is not a knock either. Like, if you if you check out her books, you like her books. More power to you. Just to me, I like kind of, I kind of like the idea of just uh, that being it. That being that being the whole thing. There you have it. I give this one an eight. I think it's a pretty solid eight. Uh, I don't care that it's not a movie. It's going on the movie review show website. And um, yeah, I liked it better than The Irishman. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, for whatever that's worth. Uh, um, I liked it quite a bit better than that. It was, it was a pleasant surprise. You know, I, at this one kind of came out of nowhere. It was... Uh, I don't think it had any press before it was out, and then they then they did like a bit of a barrage. I was like, "Oh, here's this secret Martin Scorsese film that just like you know, or docu docu series." God, even me, even in this review, I can't I can't help doing the doing the thing where you're, you're just like, "Oh, it's this, it's that." And then another thing I'll end on. Just read another uh, curmudgeonly article. I don't know. I don't know where it was published. I saw some blurbs from it. Uh, Maybe it was in like some fancy magazine. Martin Scorsese says he was at, was asked to write about Francis Fel- uh, um, Fellini. What's his name? Fr- not Fr- <laughs> Francis. Francis Fellini. Oh Lord, Federico. Federico. And his <laughs> Francis Fellini. And I, of course, of course, old Marty, old old uh, old um, sourpuss Marty had to. Uh, go on and start railing against streaming services and I'm sitting there I'm sitting there thinking to myself 
he's all he's done all he does now is streaming services and this one wasn't even and he's talking about cinema in, in this thing like how the pure the pureness of cinema can't be corrupted by the algorithms and the streaming services and i'm like you just put out a thing that w- wasn't a movie like it's not even listed as a movie anywhere it's a tv show like you and you got to do that like at one point you just want to be like shut up like you you won you won the whole game the game is over you 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 won it going away it's a blowout like who cares he's he's, he's harping on the word content which you know for a while i was always like consumed with that like oh yeah we're, we're calling everything content now it's like well this is content and it's it's stupid it's, it's really stupid and it's bizarre and it and it turns everything into a product and he's right he's not wrong that's the thing he's like a lot of his points about like he's yeah it does take turn everything to a product right like oh yeah that's not good um but to do to, to to every work of art is just a it's just a thing alongside a commercial or any, anything else is just something to be monetized by a company very bad I'm, i just I, I agree with that but but the way he rails on it while, while at the same time putting out stuff like this on netflix it's I, you can't do both is, is my point you just can't get a pick a pick a pick a lane buddy stay in stay in the lane make make cinema and be that guy and i agree with a lot of your points the stuff he says about the marvel movies i i totally agree with it it is just an, uh it's just a uh, theme park ride it really isn't a movie so who cares i mean that's i don't also don't care it's like you want to go to a theme park ride instead of going to think about a, you know go do that but he he rails about these things but then he participates in like the <laughs> the mechanisms that allow for that so it's like if you really believe if you believed in that he would sort of not work with netflix or, or apple or any of these people you know just go you know, I'm sure he could make a perfectly fine movie on like an A24 budget, and he could, that could be it. He could only, you know, he could just try and save the movies. You know, I don't know where we're headed with all this. Is the whole thing? So it's like it's constantly changing. I don't think we're at the end of something. I think we're kind of in the middle of something, and just we're, we're the, the change is still happening. So it's just interesting to see, you know, the older these a lot of these older generation people thinking that they're seeing the thing that. They built come come to an end, and I don't think you can look at it like that. You have to look at it like, hey, now I can make a docu series, and it's sort of the same thing as a as a fucking movie. And it can be they can just be held up side by side because the real people know anyway that like it's not content, you know, or they or they don't see content in the in the way that you and even I can see it as this dirty word. That was the rant that I had to get off my chest. I felt like it was appropriate here given the came out today and uh this docu-series is going up on the uh, website so hope you enjoyed this two-parter go to the movie review show.blogspun.com and um you know click around have at it uh just in terms of the schedule i don't know what the next one, <laughs> i have no idea what the next one will be i'm all caught up right now though so that's it's a good feeling to be caught up with these reviews and uh, I'm going to be working on the archives. Get getting the archives on the site all together. Okay, that's it. Bye.